The Jen, Gabe and Chewy podcast is sponsored by Celsius Energy Drink, and I am here to tell you it makes a huge difference in my mornings. With a unique blend of essential energy and key vitamins, Celsius is your partner to an active lifestyle. My favorite, the peach vibe. Learn more at Celsius.com and pick up Celsius Energy Drinks today. We are playing Finish the Lyric. For Dave Matthews Band tickets here on Jen, Gabe, and Chewy. Dave Matthews Band is coming to Summerfest this year, and we want to send you there. If you can answer correctly, you win a pair of tickets to see Dave Matthews at Summerfest on June 29th. If you don't win this morning, tickets go on sale to the public today at 10 a.m. That concert again, June 29th at Summerfest, 800-990-3776, your Q2 call. Let's go out to the phone lines right away. Let's get to Dave in Heartland. Ooh, Dave. Going for Dave Matthews Band tickets. I kind of like the symmetry already. Good morning, Dave. How big of a fan are you of Dave Matthews Band? I'm I'm a pretty big fan. I've seen him about thirty times. What? Thirty? American? Oh. It's economy. Well, it feels nope. like maybe Dave has a leg up on the competition. Have Is this seen? Dave Matthews? <laughs> I wish I'd have a bigger house. (laughs) All right, let's go out to our finish the lyrics. Ashley, let's do number four this morning. The song is Gray Street. The lyric to finish is... She prays to God most every night And though she swears it doesn't listen There's a tiny hope in her, he might... There's still a hope in her in mind. How do we yeah. feel? How do we feel? Yes, yeah, no, I, yes. I feel I good mean, about that. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I feel good about that. I thought that was going to be tough. Actually, I played that song at my wedding. What? Oh, come on. This is perfect. Yep. <laughs> That's one of my favorite Dave Matthews Band songs. Hey, mine too. Um, mine too. Dance Marching well, I would is hope my so. you played it at your wedding. number one, but Gray Street is one of my favorite Dave Matthews Band songs of all time. Dave, we do have a couple other songs here on the list because I believe we are done giving away tickets. Is that right, Ashy? That's my understanding. All right, so I think we should just, because we have Dave on the line, let's play a couple more. No, no, no we already won. He already yeah, won the he tickets. he already won. So but I... he's been to the concert That's 30 times. So let's just play. So let's go to number two on the list. The song is The Space Between. Here is the lyric. With Warring Hearts. Oh, man. This is making me so happy right now. It's making me so happy that we have like such a hardcore Dave Matthews Band fan. Oh, ho, ho. Ho, ho, is ho, it what? Warren Hearts? Is <laughs> it War? You said Warren Warring Hearts. hearts. <laughs> like Warren Baby. Like Warren, Warren Buffett. Heart. Like Warren Peace. <laughs> What's a Warring Heart? You know, they're fighting. They're, well, like, you know, battling back warring. with feelings. W A R R I N G. As in shoot 'em up, bang, bang, you're dead. Warring. Just turned it into a Western. Yeah, in the Civil War. All right, I got one more here for our friend Dave, who is already the big winner of our Dave Matthews Band tickets this morning. Let's go to song number six, Ashy. And the song is Crush. Here is the lyric to finish, Dave. Or upside down. Is this real or oh? It's not even fair. No, it's it's just not a fair fight. I don't think there's a band that I could name lyrics to four of their songs. (laughs) 
<laughs> well, that makes me very happy, wow, Dave. You are a big winner this morning. Congratulations on our Finish the Lyric Contest. 30 concerts. That's so great. And we are happy to be able to send him to the Dave Matthews Band concert. Again, that concert is June 29th at Summerfest. Tickets go on sale to the public today at 10 a.m. You guys know I love Dave Matthews Band. It's like my... It's How many my, times have you gone? Probably like seven that's not even close to Dave. Like, seven times feels like a lot to see one act. Seven times does feel like a lot, but it's just dwarfed by the 30 that Dave has gone to. Yeah. I feel like Dave What's... Matthews is one of those bands that people do go see him every year. He tours during the summer. There's the nostalgia that Jake from State Farm was talking about yesterday. You know, this was the soundtrack of high school for me, was Dave Matthews' band. Sure. And driving up to Alpine Valley from Northern Illinois... And going and seeing him during the summer with our friends. You know, that was where we started to kind of exert our independence, right? Like, where you start to widen your circle a little bit. You know, you start, not just your neighborhood, not just your town, not yeah, just your city. You're going but to a different state. We're going up to Wisconsin and catching <laughs> Dave Matthews Band at Alpine Valley. Chew, are there any concerts you have seen numerous times? Any acts? Uh, just, um, who's the country singer? Stapleton. There. Zach Brown? Uh, yeah. I think I saw him twice. Twice, two or three times. <laughs> I have seen him multiple times, twice. <laughs> Technically. Yeah, I know. <laughs> well, just squeaks in. So. What about you, Gabe? Uh, so I have seen Third Eye Blind a bunch. Because yes. uh, they're, they're at Summerfest, it seems like, every year on, on a side stage. I've seen Lake Street Dive a few times. I've seen Trampled by Turtles probably four or five times. Um, Trampled by Turtles? That's yeah. horrible. <laughs> yeah. Although Turtle Soup is really good. Does that sound like a bad like way to mine. go? <laughs> I like mine snappy. <clears throat> yeah, I would say those are probably the three acts I've probably seen the most. Is Trampled by Turtles, is that like a, is like a punk? Is it like it's, a... It's kind of folky. They're from Duluth. Oh. They're from up in Duluth. And they, uh, yeah, uh, friends that I have back in Madison, um, we go to, we've gone to the their shows a couple of times. Just who's, absolutely Who's Jason's guy? Jason's got a guy. Matt Kearney. He's yes. good too. Yeah, 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 yeah. He's, he's solid. And see, now that is an example of knowledge that is just like filed away in there in the yeah. brain, you know, and as soon as you mentioned it, it was like, oh, I know, I know, but I don't necessarily need to know who Jason's musical act is. It was taking me, I'm glad you came up with it, because otherwise I'd have been sitting here for the rest of the show trying to figure out and remember. I mean, I'd go see him if he played in my backyard. Ooh. Maybe maybe you can hire him to play Ashy Bash. Who? Wait, who's coming? Oh, 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 oh. <laughs> I'm thinking Eddie Blazoinchek for the Ashy Bash. Great. Is he a polka guy? I love polka. Yeah. <laughs> but he's the best. I'm, no. I don't know some of his hits. I mean, Frankie Yankovic is the best. But it was Weird Al. No, Eddie Blazoinchek. Put it on the poll. Who's better, Weird Al Yankovic? No, no. Or Eddie Blazoinchek? <laughs> so I confused him. Yes. <laughs> Frankie Frankie Yankovic is the polka singer. Is who he related? Al Yankovic's dad. What? Wait, for real? For real. Oh, I was just messing around. Gabe, <laughs> Eddie Blazoinchek is the king of polka. I mean, we won't get a lot of poll people responding, but I guarantee it will be a flush. You think we have so a lot of poll people listening to this show? Polka? No, poll people. That's what he just said. Poll people. You think we got a lot of poll people? Well, yeah, well, because I, I, they, Jen, they I think he's from Chicago, too. You night, might so know him. Right. I feel like it's a pretty good Venn diagram there of poll people that listen. He's from Chicago? Eddie, uh, that makes Eddie. sense. Gabe, do you know Eddie Blazoinchek? Have you heard his no. stuff? I mean, I probably have, just be growing up in Dodge County and listening to Uncle Bill play the well, barn there, show. But There is a great 
I, I think that's the one, Gabe, a polka channel up by you in Horicon that I would listen to on Saturdays. The only polka that guy. That, that was probably Uncle Bill. Yeah, it was probably Uncle Bill yeah, spinning the polka Uncle tunes. Bill. The only polka guy yeah. I know is Gus Polinski. And he was the leader of the Kenosha Kickers, if you recall, on Home Alone. So the only polka person oh, you right. know polka, is John Candy. Tiny bougie polka. Is <laughs> John Candy. There we go. But come on, how can you not love a guy that lets her ride along with them in the truck, huh? When the flight was canceled. Is this, this is Eddie Blajoin's sack right here. Yes. Blajoin's I mean, sack? Hold on. Is that what you said? I don't know how to say his name. Eddie Blazoin check. What Choice. language check. is this? It's English. It's polka. This is just happy <laughs> I just music. heard him say 1964. Well, but before game. that, I did not understand a single lyric. Maybe it was Polish. I don't know. Chew, they got you, a song named Chicago Town. Do you know Great any song. Polish, Chew? Can you speak Polish? Daimi Buzi. Yeah. This is not English. Jak się masz? Jak się masz? Dobrze. Oh, yeah, I'm very fluent. <laughs> he knows how to say, where's the John? That's about <laughs> it. We're going to take a break here on Jen, Gabe, and Chewy. We roll on right after this. X-Golf at American Family Field is the latest destination for golfers, brewers, fans, and dining. Featuring a full bar and restaurant menu. Great food, by the way. Great food at AmFam, uh, X-Golf AmFam Field. Uh, you can enjoy drinks, food, while overlooking the field. X-Golf has seven simulators inside American Family Field. They've got HD TVs, so any game you want to watch, you can go there, watch it. The ballpark backdrop also makes for the perfect place to get a group together for a happy hour, a night out, a viewing party, or a celebration. X-Golf at American Family Field is open seven days a week, conveniently located for any time of day inside the stadium. Visit their website, xgolfamfamfield.com to book and learn more. Again, that's xgolfamfamfield.com. You are listening to Jen, Gabe, and Chewy. So remember he said uh, his birthday? Yeah. Maybe we get a little freaky. Yeah. <laughs> like it's, and, everyone, and everyone's like, oh, look at our horny little boy. We're so <laughs> good for him. Like everybody's so supportive of Giannis, they just kind of look past it. On 94.5 ESPN. on ESPN Milwaukee, leaning into Chewy's musical taste. No beer! This is your guy? Doesn't sound like a fun place. (laughs) It's just so happy. Right? Is this Chewy's guy or my guy? This is Frankie, right? It's Frankie. I want to be the person playing whatever the instrument is that's just tapping in the background. Can y'all hear that? Well, it was at the beginning of the song. It's just a tambourine. That's like a... Someone at the door? Someone knocking? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Just a tap, tap, tapping. Tap, tap, tap. Um, so yesterday, guys, as pitchers and catchers have reported to spring training in Maryvale, Arizona, Corbin Burns stepped in front of the cameras and in front of the microphones to react to the arbiter's decision. Arbiter, right? It's an arb. If it's arbitration, you it's go an to arbiter. an arbiter. The arbiter's decision that the Brewers' number was the one that was picked. For Corbin Burns, that doesn't sound very accurate, but I know that you guys follow what I'm saying, right? The arbiter selected the Brewers' salary number instead of Corbin Burns' salary number. I watched a fascinating video last night. I know I sent it to you guys about why this has domino effects on the franchise for years to come. 
I highly recommend people go out and watch it. I put it on our Twitter account. But I want to hear first from Corbin Burns. See if you can hear his emotion to what went down with the arbitration. Go ahead and take a listen. Just as far as the whole thing on, on you know, our perspective and our end of it, we just came out is more that we we're just kind of disappointed with how it went. Um, you know, the Brewers never really made real attempt to to try to come to a deal to avoid a hearing. Um, at least from our perspective, you know, I heard heard the comments yesterday, but um, you know, from our end, just never really made that that solid attempt to try to you know avoid a hearing. Um, and even even up until you know the days before, um, there were some phone calls back and forth, and basically it just came out that we. Uh, we're going to end up going to hearing. I mean, that's that was kind of how how it ended. Um, I think we saw from from the deadline day that we were going to end up at a hearing, um, just with the the lack of the attempts to to get a deal done. Um, so that's unfortunate that it ended up that way. Um, and then the the hearing itself is obviously another story. Oof. Well, this yeah, is what you were afraid of, right? You. This is what you're afraid of anytime yeah. you get into this situation. This kind of reminds me of like 1992-93 when free agency was just started in the NFL and then you had teams because we we kind of really didn't know what the hell was going on with the salary cap and things and how it worked. So you had your cheap teams that even were forced to, I think you had to spend X amount of dollars towards the cap and there were teams like Cincinnati uh, like your cheap teams that would just spend like $4 more than they had to based upon the percentage of the cap. And that's kind of where they're at now. I mean, this does have trickle down because to me, this Corbin Burns doesn't care if you're a small market team. He doesn't care if you're cheap, right? He just looks at Garrett Cole. He looks at um, who's the uh, uh, Hugh Darvish who just signed a pretty big deal, right? That's who he looks at. He when he's in in the spot he's in, he's not like, "Well, I have to give them a 4 million dollar discount because it's the Milwaukee Brewers." It doesn't work. It doesn't work like that. And this is going to have trickle down effect. The the problem though, Chu, if this was just in a vacuum, I think you could see this and go, "Okay, the arbiter ruled in favor of the Brewers. It's one thing." But when you start stacking the things that have happened, and you make the hater trade, presumably because you didn't want to have to pay him, right? Like, you could have traded him this up, upcoming offseason, but you decided to trade him in the middle of what the players perceive to be a playoff push. All right, that's bad optics. Now you are asking the state for more money to help fund the stadium, which, again, I can understand. I think you can explain with the roof mm-hmm. and everything that goes into it and, and the, the entity that actually runs the stadium is a state entity. Uh, so I think you can explain that. And then you have Corbin Burns. You're not willing to pay the extra $750,000 or whatever it is. And then on top of that, the reason one of the reasons you listed was that, hey, it's our best player's fault that we didn't make the playoffs. Yeah, like, so let's, let's... You start stacking all of those together. Yeah, no, that's, when the, uh, yeah. that's when this just becomes bad. So let's hear that because that is something that Corbin Burns mentioned in his media session on Thursday. Yeah, I mean, there's there, there's no denying that the relationship is definitely, definitely hurt from... Um, you know what what perspired over the last couple of weeks um yeah there's there, there's really no way getting around that um obviously we're we're, we're professionals and we're going to go out there and, and do our job and, and keep giving what i can every five every fifth day that i go out there but um you know when some of the things that are said that um 
you know, for instance, basically, basically put me in the forefront of, of the reason why we didn't make the postseason last year. That, I mean, that's something that probably doesn't need to be said. You know, we can go go about a hearing without having to do that. Um, so that's kind of one of those things that, you know, obviously, you know, they, there was no attacking of, of character, of, you know, person of who I was, but um, just the just the some of the stuff that was said that you know definitely didn't need to be um, said is, is is something that you know I think kind of disappointed everyone. And that's how arbitration she works, too, right? They're going yeah. to say, even if they don't have something that is real hard and fast evidence as to why they shouldn't pay you the number that you think you deserve, they're going to come up with something, man. So if you had a five ERA down the stretch late in the season, guess what's getting highlighted in that arbitration meeting? Guess what they're going to circle and highlight yeah. and show to the arbiter? Well, look, we were making a playoff push, and our best guy, our our, our ace, had some clunkers, gave up a bunch of runs. It's a big reason why we didn't make the postseason. Like, I understand that from an argumentative standpoint. I understand it from an arbitration standpoint. But I also understand why that would chap Corbin Burns hearing that. So, and I tried to equate it to football. So what happens in this instance, Corbin Burns, all about the Brewers, 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 before this season, I'm saying, yeah, live and die for the Brewers. Now that's been scarred. So when you get into, let's say, July, August, um, and he's having a very good year, and where he's got a tweak in his elbow now, where he's like, before this went down, he's like, I, I-, I can push through it. I know my body. I'm pretty well. Now he goes... I need 10 days off. I'm going to miss two or three starts. Like, why? You don't have my back. Why the hell should I? That That's the trickle down, you know? Is there? Which is unfortunate. And also, sorry to Gabe to jump in, but and also, look, there's. it doesn't make sense for him to like, for this to unravel him because, again, this is a performance-based industry and if he wants to get paid on the open market, you want to put your best foot forward. You want to have your very best performance. But to Chewy's point, if something's needling you or something's nagging you, nah, I'm not going out there and putting a five up on that board. Yeah. I'm not going out there and putting, no, because that affects my money now the next time. Chewy, is there any way and, to repair it? And then on top it? of that, Gabe, <laughs> yeah, you overpay them now. That's a way to repair it. Right, but that, that, that um, ain't happening. Here's the thing, though, guys. Here's the thing. The pitching staff is the Aaron Rodgers of this team, right? You take this pitching staff away, they might have the worst record in Major League Baseball. The only thing that is going to keep them relevant and get them to the playoffs is their pitching staff. And you just pissed off your your pitching staff. You don't think Corbin Burns is going to go to to the other guys and say, can you believe this? This is what happens in locker rooms. This is what happens in clubhouses. The guy, we, I'm telling you this. We bitch more than anybody. <laughs> I, I'm telling you. We just do. It's just everything is just complain, complain, and you get to the game, and it's like, this is great. you know. Obviously, you bitch less when you're winning, but when you're in the middle of the road, it's just – you talk about clubhouses in a good clubhouse or a bad clubhouse or a locker room or whatever, this is how it starts to get to a bad spot. So there's a great video rolling around right now on YouTube about this file and trade, tra- trade, ha, huh, file and trial 
trend that you are seeing in Major League Baseball. And essentially it breaks down. It's a very long video, but I do highly encourage people to watch it. I think I said it like the 834 minute. They talk specifically about the Milwaukee Brewers and Corbin Burns. And what they articulated was the team with this file and trial thing has a mark that they set as far as salary goes for each player. Now they might be willing to bend a little and move a little, but this is where they want to go when you're in negotiations before you get to arbitration. If the player keeps asking for more than that, then they just say, you know what, we're going to arbitration. We're just going to file for arbitration and let the arbiter decide the number. Because if they were to move off of that number in negotiations, not arbitration, but negotiations, and let's say it's a difference of $300,000, okay? The number that the team wanted to spend, the player gets $300,000 more than that. Well, then that ends up determining, not determining, but like every other player who goes to arbitration in the next year or the following year or the following year, then they could also get the team to move that $300 million because they've set a precedent, right? Well, you moved $300,000 off of your, your mark for Corbin Burns, and now you're going to move $300,000 off for me. And they listed like... 15 guys who go to arbitration over the next few years. And they said that just that one move would cost the team more than $8 million to the next year in salary. If rather than going to arbitration with your players, you just came to an agreement higher than what you wanted to pay for them. Because that would affect the next one, and that would affect the next one, and that would affect the next one. And they said at some point that number just gets too big. Right now all people are seeing are the $750,000 or whatever the difference was between what Corbin came in at and what the Brewers came in at. But the domino effect, the snowball effect of it was this $8 million number the following year. And I think people can wrap their brains around that being a number that the Brewers don't want to play with. Baseball is broken. Baseball is just, it's broken. Like, I, and I don't know how to fix it, man. Like, I don't. Like, you just went on that long explanation. Like, if that's what you have to do to explain how to, why teams are paying or not paying their players, baseball's broken. Like, baseball's going to be broken. Because how many fans, how many general fans are going to watch that video and try to understand more about the arbitration process, Jen? And how many are just going to continue to focus on the $750 million, or the $750,000 that they refuse to pay one of the best pitchers in baseball? Like, baseball's just, it's, it's broken. And I don't know well, how to fix it. because there's no salary cap. There's no salary cap. And that, That's why the NFL, years ago, when they went to a salary cap in the NFL, I mean, your Maras, your Roonies, they didn't have to do it for Green Bay and for your small, small markets teams. But they knew it was going to be so good for the game, and there's evidence of that now, where they gave up a little for Green Bay, and now it's just... It's the perfect model. Well, and basketball, too, is not far behind it. Baseball's just... The problem it's is like too. You said, Gabe, it's broken. The problem yeah. is too. I think the owners would love to go to something like the NFL has, but you know who's never going to go for it? The players. Yankees, the the players. Sox. No, the players. Like the players are just not going to do that because it limits what they can get from the owners, right? Like you, Darvish, and the money that he just got, or some of the other big contracts that have happened this baseball offseason. Those guys aren't going to make as much. But it's such a small percentage, and we talk about this in all of the sports. The guys who are in the top tippy-top echelon of the salaries is such a small percentage of all of the other guys who are still out there grinding day in and day out, who are still doing the long season coupled with the long spring training. And so it's always interesting when you go to these, like – uh, the 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 players association and they you know they try to make new rules and all that stuff. It's always interesting how those guys who make the most of the money somehow dictate 
to all of the other people. That's because you're you're one of the, like Corbin Burns right now is grinding to get to free agency, and he sees, okay, once I get to free agency, that's when I can cash in. So he's going like he's already he's already game. in it, right? So he's okay with this plan because he's going to really cash in in two years. And every player who's going through that arbitration process thinks they're going to cash in in those two years because that's what the system is, and they don't want to change it midstream now. It's going to be let really me ask hard. You this to, game. Yep. Like like your Juan Sotos, your uh, Machados, the guys who make the most money in baseball, do they care about the second baseman that's making 235? Because through the NFL, through the years, it's always been, let's not maximize the guys that are, are making the buku dollars. Let's bring the guys up from the bottom and give them more because uh, minimum salaries have raised so much. To me, it's just like these guys don't give a crap about they certainly don't give a crap about the minor leaguers. Correct. Yep. Although right? Major League Baseball has tried to improve their situation over the last couple of years. Tried. Wow. They, they, the eye roll tried. that Gabe well, just gave me when I said that <laughs> Here's out the thing. loud. That's, that's I'll, a... I'll back up Gabe on that eye roll because it's not at you. It's at the, the tried aspect because what they've tried is they've had to go to court and be forced to do this. Yeah, they <laughs> tried. You're very using that term very loosely in terms of the effort that Major League Baseball they has put in. They have technically tried, though. Tried not to. It's <laughs> right, but, but again, there's hard the word "try" is in there somewhere. Yeah. And they were subpoenaed and had to show up. It sounds a little <laughs> bit more of like a like a forceful, like a takeover type of thing. We got to take a break here on Jen, Gabe, and Chewy. But it is your Q two call eight hundred nine nine zero thirty seven seventy six. It's the week in reach you. And I got to be honest with you guys. I don't have a sheet here in front of me that has the week in reach you questions on it. And it feels like that might have been intentional because I think Ashy thinks that if he sends me the questions for we can reach you i'm gonna send them to chew chewy on your bible did i send you the questions last week when you got them all right you did not (laughs) (laughs) okay all right game hey i'm the host of the game man like i don't know yeah i need the answer oh it's your game now okay you're cute to call to play we can reach you next Screaming Sicilian Ob Stuffed, Stuffed Crust Pizza is now available for you. Look, you're going to want to kick back this weekend. I know there's no football. There are a lot of other great things you can check out. Maybe basketball's all-star game, some pretty good golf on. And then you're going to get to that point where you're going to want something for lunch. But you still want something good, but you don't want to put in that much effort. That's where Screaming Sicilian comes in. And their I'm Stuffed, Stuffed Crust Pizza. Artisan crust with over two and a half feet of cheese stuffed in the crust. Again, because they're... Palermo's, they know what they're doing when it comes to all these different kinds of pizza. And now you can get two and a half feet of cheese stuffed in the crust with Screaming Sicilians. I'm Stuffed Stuffed Crust Pizza. You can get it in Supreme, Pepperoni, Sausage and Pepperoni, or Cheese. Find it in the freezer section of your local grocer. Because Palermo's, it's Wisconsin's hometown pizza, especially with Screaming Sicilian. I'm Stuffed 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 Crust Pizza. It's Jen, Gabe, and Chewy. Is the electric chair still a thing? Okay, they let me read the tweet. The I, I, thought, I figured everything was lethal know. injection at this point. Is this usually what happens when I answer a phone call or can't read a tweet? You guys just talk about yes. the okay. death penalty, yes. It's his fault. Who's he did it. Right. Doing this show is a death penalty. <laughs> on 94.5 ESPN. So get it on. Surprise, Mark Tamura came back after last week's performance on Week in Richu. Oh, just Costanza it? Going Absolutely. on top? Absolutely. Be like, and I'm not doing note. it anymore. 
Exactly. You did such a good job. You got them all correct. And of course, you did so well that Ashton thinks we all cheated. No, it's not thinks. He knows. No. He, he, is, he doesn't know how, but he's going to figure it out one day. I don't. It's crazy. He was taking those brain pills. I think they really worked. Yeah. Such BS. We've got such two callers on the line well, this morning. But here's, here's the thing, Ashton. Let's, so let's say you give us this sheet and I were able to sneak away, scan it, and send it as an attachment to Chew. You think he can open that attachment on his just, phone? You could just take a picture of it. You could just tell him to say these things. <laughs> there are many ways you could cheat. This is okay, Gabe. That's, no, it's fine. I'm not upset about it, and it's yeah, okay. But that's on you, then. But that's on you. For you trusting? are upset about it. You didn't even give me the question. Well, that's because you legitimately like give hints and cheat. Because it's more fun that way. <laughs> All right, so we have Jared on the east side. He took the under this morning. We have Eric in Madison. He took the over this morning. How are you feeling, Ash? Are you feeling pretty good about it? <sighs> Think you know the show better than the average ESPN Milwaukee fan? Now's your chance to prove it. It's time to play The Week in Reach You. All right, Chew, I got five questions. You think you're going to win again this week? We're on a two-game winning streak. All right, we've won the last two. You got all five last week, so you're on a five-question streak. Let's see if you can get question number one. Chew, what city were we talking about here? I heard you can float in the water. Is that true? Salt Lake City. Oh, we're six in a row. Six in a row. We're off and running. <laughs> All right, Chew, we start this one by playing an audio clip, and then I will have a question for you after this clip. I, I kind of wish I watched a little bit of the game. Which game are you talking about? Marquette. Okay, the, the streak <laughs> is Didn't over. I say I was going to what? I thought we were talking about Marquette, and I said, this is the week I'm going to start watching them because they're – Creeping on the top ten. Nope. And then I didn't. So you, watch. you, you different basketball you're, team. You're com- confusing two basketball teams because you did say there was a game for a basketball team here in Milwaukee that you did want to watch, and you thought about oh, watching on Bucks. Tuesday. Yes, Bucks Celtics. I thought you did watch the Bucks Celtics game. You nincompoop. Who me? Yes. No, remember the lineup was terrible, and I'm like, I'm not watching this stuff. <laughs> That's exactly how it went. Right. Now I remember. All right, so the streak is over. He answered six in a row correctly going back to last week, but now he's in the thick of it here. He's one and one. Question number three, the pivotal third question. What was it that you blamed for this issue? So I had a mouth issue last week, Gabe. What were you blaming the mouth issue on? (laughs) Some bad fish. The Come lack on. of we're clean. Not, I thought he would get this one. We're not wasting guesses for jokes, okay? <laughs> lack of clean gym what equipment. What did I? Lack of clean oh, gym equipment. Disgusting. Yeah. It's... Oh man. All right. Now the but I do a on. new thing now. So I do a new thing because they have the wipes which no one uses. So at the very end of the day, now I take them and bathe myself. <laughs> I thought he was going to say he <laughs> wipes things. his mouth with them. I was like, oh god. Yes. <laughs> Like Tom Hanks when he's taking the corn. Oh, no, not the corn. Not the corn. No. The, yeah. Well, the caviar. Yeah. That's a great. caviar. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yes. one of my favorite movies. And that scene, it's just that whole scene is one of my favorite scenes in movie history. The baby corn into the, the, yeah, the caviar. Baby corn. Yep. Into the, uh, can we get milkshakes? <laughs> Can't they remake that? That would God, be a no, remake. No, absolutely not. Do not touch it. 
No. Please, for the love of God, Why? do not touch Big because you're not going to be able to do better than Tom Hanks and Big. You're just not. You don't think so? No. With the technology no. today. And also, I mean, let's bring it up to. <laughs> let's be real about the movie for a second. Basically, a 13 year old kid slept with, with, a, a, with yeah. an older lady, so I don't think we're going to do that. For me, not. I mean, it's a great movie, though. I'd watch it again. There's some moral gray areas. Ah, gray shmay. All right, Chewie, you got to get the last two correct. Of, like, you have. You have 60-year-old women hooking up with well, Whore Island, what you're watching on TV. It's not what it's called. <laughs> it's called Milf Manor. <laughs> and question four, please, Gabriel. Price. <laughs> <laughs> Can you remember the Sorry. app you were trying to reference with Ernie Johnson? Thanks, Ernie. I'm going to venue, mo- venue that month. Please, what slow down. Slow down. <laughs> Think on, about it. it. I'm going to play it again because it's so funny. <laughs> Thanks, Ernie. I'm going to venue mo- venue that month. <laughs> Thanks, Ernie. I'm going to venue mo- venue that month. <laughs> a, I'm not allowed to have that app. But not you know, shocked. But not you know shocked that you're called, not allowed. Correct? you got to get this Venmo. Right. Hey! There we go. Venmo. Guys. Wow. Venue mo. Thanks, Ernie. Venue. I'm going to venue mo. Venue that mo. <laughs> venue mo. <laughs> okay. This is for all the marbles. All right. So, when your third weekend with you in a row, do you remember the cheese that you were talking about in this clip? Is a one trick pony. Cheddar. We did it! I thought about tricking him on that last one and doing Parmesan instead because the very next sentence he also said Parmesan. Uh, but I, I'm true to my word, and also the fa- I feel okay about losing just the fact that we got to all hear this clip. Thanks, Ernie. I'm gonna venue mo- venue that month. <laughs> I'm all right. I feel okay about this. This week we're back. I'm still mad at you guys, but it's okay. <laughs> that was uh, that was almost as good as Shefty. Shefty, you think that's gonna happen? Oh yeah, 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 I did. <laughs> You do. Oh, really? You do, huh? Oh, really? <laughs> I'm such an idiot. Holy cow. We're not allowed to. <laughs> kind of you know, we have guests on, like, highly respected people. Ernie Johnson. We have Adam Schefter every Wednesday, and this is how you act. Like, we have, like, we're trying to put out the nice china for the, you know, the nice guests that we have, and this is what you do. I have tears running down my cheeks right now, laughing at listening. Venue-mo. Venue-mo. Thanks, Ernie. I'm going to venue-mo. Venue that mo. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, what do they say? You know, not not the hell they know who I am, but they must say when they bring up my name, they probably just go, Wow. That's probably the first thing that well, comes out of their mouth. Hey, you hear about that? Yeah, wow. You, you, think, you think there's a secret society of national guests that get together? Hey, have you done that Jen Gabe and Chewy show in Milwaukee? Man, that Chewy guy. Wow. Thanks, Ernie. Wow. I'm going to venue mo- venue that mutt. Thanks, Ernie. I'm going to venue mo- hey, venue that mutt. Let's not get distracted from the big news here, which is that our guy won. We can reach you Thanks, Ernie. Again. I'm going to venue mo- venue that mutt. Three weeks in a row. Three in a row. So, uh,. I don't know. That's I've, a streak, right? Thanks, Ernie. I'm going to venue I'm, I'm not going to lie. I was a month. little worried when you got the lack of clean gym equipment. Because anytime you start talking about working out things, I always assume Chewie's going to remember. He got that one wrong. Back against the wall, you you, you were able to rally, big Well, guy. to be fair, we did hammer home the cheddar thing pretty hard. That's true. Yeah, I should have gone Parmesan. Damn it. should have gone Parmesan. Wow, what would you have done with Parmesan? Well, because you also said that Parmesan. Right after you said cheddar was a one-trick pony, you also said Parmesan was a one-trick pony. 
Well, I came clean and said cheddar is not. Cheddar's legit. But I didn't know the bricks in the store that you buy that are like sharp or cheddar. <laughs> but I'm still sticking. Mo- I am still mo- sticking to my point that Parmesan is one dimensional. It's not I'm not accurate. walking that You're back. wrong about that, too, <laughs> you bozo. No. I forgot about the no. – I, I didn't know the bricks that said sharp or cheddar. <laughs> that was the best part. That, was, that might have been the best part of the week. Yeah. Better than, than you, Mo. Chewy realizing that when you go to the grocery store, the orange bricks that say sharp on them are cheddar cheese. And mild and all the other <laughs> distinguishing adjectives. That's cheddar cheese. This is why you're not giving access to Venmo. You're not giving access to Amazon. It's just, this is why. All right, we got to take a break, but we roll on right after this. Stick around. Chewy, you know what you do have access to, though? The Jewelry Center. They don't have any cheese there. No. Them, no. They don't God. take a lot of your cheese, Gabe, right? You want to oh. go to a valued jewelry store, you go to the jewelry center. Let's be honest, most guys don't have a clue when it comes to buying jewelry. Gabe's one of the smart ones. He got his engagement ring and the wedding bands from the jewelry center for his wedding in 2022. They also do in-house repairs for watches and other fine jewelry, like my championship ring when it needs work. I know where I'll be taking it to the Jewelry Center. They have three locations to stop into Greenfield, Brookfield, and Burlington. And if my wife can't tag along, she can look through all the many styles of diamonds and other fine cuts online at shoptjc.com. I'm living proof. Happy wife, happy life. The Jewelry Center will make it happen. Brookfield, Greenfield, or Burlington and online at shop. TJC.com. Transition was a pro. We brought Cheddar into the read. That's an A read. I'm, I, I'm with you. Yeah. Dean, Dean, the dancing machine is loving it. Hell yeah. At this point, that if in fact Aaron Rodgers was in the darkness retreat yesterday and therefore is on day two today, which we don't know because we don't know exactly which day he was going in, that he probably won't know about the Aaron jo- Jones news until he gets out. Because it feels like it would be an infraction. It would be, it would break the rules for somebody too. I know too, you and Jason were laughing earlier about <laughs> about the Shawshank Redemption reference of like the kid passed his test C plus. <laughs> I, I yeah, he's not going to know, right? Food. I don't know. What if the guy that hands out the food there is a huge sports fan? I bet he. No. Would you be okay if you're Rogers and you're paying all this money for the darkness slash silence retreat? Are you hacked off? I just assumed that there was something that just like slopped out food automatically, like at the beginning of Back to the Future. How they feed oh, they feed the dog and it just the automatic the just yeah just kind of dumps out. I assumed that there was some sort of automatic thing inside there, so you're not opening any doors or little things, so you even get a little sliver of light in whatever type of room this is. Well, that's a good is. point, but he did say that there is sort of like a hatch, like in the door, which again, reminded me of when we were watching Blackbird, oh. and they would slide the thing over and put the tray there, and... Maybe it's like a dumbwaiter, where it's like, starts upstairs, comes downstairs, that's why you're not getting any light, you Ooh, gotta maybe. go to the door, yeah, open it up, maybe. And... But again, you can't see, so you're just feeling around, right? Yeah. So, no soup then. Right, because you stick your hand in oh. hot soup, and that's a unless bad it's day. like a gazpacho. Ugh, who likes gazpacho? What's a big worse, guy? a four-day? Oh, or... Don't you like gazpacho? No, he likes Vichy-soir. borscht. Wait, by the way, is borscht cold or warm? Warm. It is warm. My mother-in-law mm. just sent me a bunch from Amazon. What do? You, what does that mean? You can get borscht on Amazon. I don't know. I mean, again, not shocking. But would you want borscht that? Was sent via Amazon? Look, 
bad borscht to me is still good borscht. Well, wait, time out. Did you try it? Was it good? Not yet. I thought borscht was cold. No, it's warm. So you just heat no, it up? No, it's in just a... there's version of it. Like the Russians put meat in it, and it's kind of gross. What kind of meat? Probably because it's, well, it's Russia. <laughs> <laughs> just Russian take it, meat. Just take it out the entire country of Russia because of your borscht take? <laughs> Polish borscht is delicious. I'm telling you guys, like I said before, you'll like it. You might not love it. You may love it. Man, you... Jen will hate it because it is, she's Italian, it is and easy I'm sure to all they eat is Italian. I but. love beets. I literally had a beet juice this morning. It can't well, be much different. Well, then try the borscht. Man. All right, here's what we'll do. I'll bring it back with me, and Ashy will cook it up, and we'll try it. He will? I mean, he will. It is easy to see why Craig never thought that you could be like a salesman in this company. <laughs> Like, this is one of the things that what? you love the most. Like, you love Borst. Love and you it. talk about Borst all the damn time on this show. And your sales yes. pitch to us is, <laughs> I mean, you're not going to love it. You might like it, though. You don't know. You may, maybe you'll like it. Like, no, you got to sell this thing. you got to sell your ass off if you want me to try some disgusting soup that you want to make. It's not disgusting. Well, it's a little bit disgusting. <laughs> See, like, like this is just—he's—he's he's he's Jim Carrey from Liar Liar. Like, he just can't help himself. <laughs> That's because you got big jugs. <laughs> Everyone's been so friendly today. <laughs> All right, Ashley, did we put anything on the old Jen Game and Chewy poll this morning? That is a quite a question there. Uh, yes, we did. <laughs> I just remembered the polka one we we put up. I did not know. I didn't put the polka one. What? Up. I did it. Well, I didn't know how to spell Why? any of it. And That's then, a good question. That's a good point. You didn't, yeah, know, how I didn't know how to spell, spell it, it, and there's a lot of stuff going on. And uh, we did put two polls in the field. Uh, would you want Jerry Maguire as your agent? Fifty points for whoa. <laughs> <laughs> That's Josh DiMaggio chiming in in the background. <laughs> Fifty-four percent. She would like borscht. I guarantee. Fifty-four percent of people said no. They would not want Jerry Maguire as their agent. Yeah, he's. I mean, he's a little too soft, right? Like you want a bulldog for an agent, and that goes back to the Corbin Burns thing, by the way. Like, why are your agents letting you go to the arbitration? Why are they letting yeah, you I, go? I feel like you got to protect your guy. Exactly. In you say no. They're going to say all kinds of nasty things. They're going to tell us that you're the reason why they didn't make it to the postseason. You sit this one out, big guy. We got your back. Yeah, I guess I just assumed that he wouldn't. And then I was pretty shocked yesterday when he gave his little press conference once he arrived to spring training that he was he gave up Valentine's Day, like flew in just for it, then flew out, barely got to see his wife. So what is that, Chew? Is that the belief that if you're there, they're more likely to side with you as opposed to, you know, a placeholder slash agent? Like, I'm just trying to think of, like, if I were going into negotiations with ESPN, I sure as hell am not sitting in those meetings. That's why I pay these dudes 10% so that they can hear all of the reasons why they don't want to give me the raise that I think I deserve. Uh, no, I would sit in there and force them to say it, you know, because... Now I think the Brewers have to address it, right? You can't just let this go or it's going to fester and it's going to go through. They they addressed it, putting that in air quotes. How? Uh, Matt Arnold sent out a BS um, statement yesterday about how, like, I'll, I'll, I'll pull it up here. Give me a second. 
Uh, the other poll, what Packers position group are you most confident in? After Chewy said the offensive line, I gave three options. Offensive line, running backs, defensive backs, and then a fourth other. Uh, running backs, they're running away with it, 67%. Wow, running yeah. backs running away with it. Um, but again, as we discussed earlier in the show, the way that they currently use the running backs might not be the most effective way to be using Aaron Jones and A.J. Dillon, right? Because we know that the pony package was not effective. That they, no. again, when both of those guys were on the field together, more often than not, one of them got the ball, and it was pretty easy once as the season went on for the defense to be able to snuff that out. All right, you ready for this? I just think they get craptastic yeah, statement from Matt Arnold. The arbitration process always presents uncomfortable situations for both the club and player involved. Got a feeling the Brewers weren't very uncomfortable in the meeting, but I digress. It is never easy to present a case against a member of the Brewers family. I'd like to reiterate that we view Corbin as one of our leaders of our franchise and value him as an elite talent in the game. Corbin is a major contributor to the organization, both on and off the field, and we look forward to another outstanding season from him in 2023. Did he say that before or after that came out Corbin after, Burns? That came out after Corbin's little press conference yesterday. Yeah. Now they got a problem on their hands. Play ball! Thanks, Ernie. I'm going <laughs> to venue, mo- venue that much. <laughs> Hurry up. i got to be home for lunch. You did it too, idiot, behind the flipping glass. Yeah, but I haven't cut it. Play your little clip there. Thanks, Ernie. you that month. What are you guys scatting now? It's porky pig. That's all, folks. That's the perfect timing. Will D and Tosh is next on ESPN Milwaukee. Have a great weekend, everybody. Thanks, Ernie. I'm going to venue that month.